imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say that this is end times this virus is breaking us down just like an enzyme there's pedophiles leaving men and women childrenless these politicians are dummies and the devil's a ventriloquist Stemming from Epstein's Island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists to accept the microchip. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. Uh, I do not have my co-host with me today because we just got off the podcast like last night at almost like 12. So, uh, But I do have a very special guest, guys, uh, Emmanuel Kingman from the Goodness Over Darkness podcast. What's up, brother? How you doing? What's going on? I'm doing very well. Was spending some time with my grandson yesterday and uh, got to clean up the earth a little bit yesterday with the family. So that was awesome. And now here we are. That's amazing. Congratulations on the new grandbaby. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. And, and I also interviewed uh, Monty Mansfield last night. So the, and yes. you hooked that connection <laughs> up. So thank you for that. It was a great talk. Yes. Monty is awesome. He's like a big ball of energy. And, and um, he's yeah. he's really on fire for the Lord. And I think he's he's a great, you know, he's a great guy to have on right now. For, for, and I'm going to try to recommend him to a few different podcasts if they're interested. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about, you know, we're just going to go over our psychedelics. Okay. in God's eyes or our magic mushrooms uh, in particular. Okay. in God's eyes biblically. Um, I was going to have another guest on guys, but we're uh, for some reason he's, he just didn't hop on. So, you know, God gives, gives me um, Emmanuel Kingman to go over this. Uh, and, and you know what, whatever God's plan is, we've already had technical difficulties last week. I couldn't get it started. I don't know this week. Nobody showed up. So, hey, let's just do this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, all right. So here we go, guys. Um, what the reason why I wanted to even speak of this, uh, because I know in Oregon, they did a recreational, um, you know, it, it's OK recreationally for, for people to do it. You know, uh, people go to retreats. Uh, they have a I don't know what they would say, a shaman or leader, you know, that they're taking it with. Um, also, um, they're, they're, they're doing a lot of analysis on it. 
psychologically, like in Europe, they're, they're, they're seeing if it can help people with, you know, PTSD, anxiety, uh, like on a microdose level. So um, I kind of wanted to go over that. I, I think personally, I do have some veteran friends that, that were given, you know, PTSD drugs from the VA and it, it and they said they took it. And what happened with them is they, they have like suicidal thoughts. And uh, this we, is with the pharmaceuticals, with the pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So they have suicidal thoughts that they never had before. Right. So they take it part of the um, the side effects of these drugs is, you know, as you as you see on TV, you know, they're going to tell you, hey, it's going to fix this. But then there's like 30, 30 uh, side effects you're going to have from it. So personally, on a secular level, uh I do believe that we should, uh, you know, maybe give people stuff that's natural, obviously, like natural with no added preservative, anything in it, no petroleum, none of the uh, Rockefeller stuff, uh, you know, like a, on a microdose level. Hey, you know what? It maybe it does have good effects. I know that uh, it does handle it does help people with anxiety, helps people with, you know, with cancer and stuff like that. So, I mean, as far as in God's eyes. You know, I, I don't know if that would be okay. The only thing I could find a manual that would actually give us like a, an okay, uh, maybe, but it doesn't actually specifically say it would be Genesis 1, uh, 29 through 31. And it says, and God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree and which is the fruit of tree yielding seed. It shall be for meat and to every beast on the earth and to every fowl of the air to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein is life. I have given every green herb for meat as it is. So, and God saw everything that has been made and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. That's, that's honestly the only part where <laughs> I could say like, I mean, he did give us every, uh, you know, every herb bearing seed to use as meat or every vegetable, basically, you know, so um, what do you think about that one so far? Well, yeah, so I think that what you're correcting, what you're saying with the, uh, you know, if you're using it for PTSD and, and things like that, like I know that it's also therapy goes along with it. And what certain uh, of these plants do is they open up your mind so that you're not, uh, you're like your mind is a big filing system, essentially, like they're there's folders upon folders and you have things stored in certain folders. Well, what happens with PTSD is you have a traumatic event that's in the folder that's in the forefront, the, you know, the foremost front of your brain. So you're accessing it instead of filing it away where it's supposed to be. So when you do take a, a little bit and you're doing this in conjunction with therapy, a trained therapist can put that memory in the folder it's supposed to be. And so it can really help people in that way. And it, it is a great tool, especially for those who are doing it in order to reach God in order to heal themselves. It can be a very great tool. And like you said, Oregon, Chicago, Oakland, they're all decriminalizing it They're It's going to become legal soon enough. I think Oklahoma as well. So it's going to be, legal uh fairly soon and it is a good place to to get out in front of it to give our own experience and our own understandings so that we can help guide people in the right direction so 
I don't think that it's a necessarily evil thing, but when I look at the book of Enoch and I open that up and it says that the fallen angels taught the cutting of roots to me, that's psychedelics because I have taken psychedelics, many different kinds. And I've, and I've communicated with things and I've seen things in front of my face that I couldn't see without taking the psychedelic. So I can, I can understand that demons can whisper to you. Angels can whisper to you but you can't necessarily see them, but you take the psychedelics and now all of a sudden you see them. Mm. So I can see how they taught you. Know, and the thing about the psychedelics is the ayahuasca is uh, the legend of how it got started was the plant told the people what two plants to mix in order to see. So to mm. me, that's just the fallen angel saying, yeah, mix these two and then you can see us. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> right. But they <laughs> were pretending deep. to be the plants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, as 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 we know in the Bible, uh, sorcery, witchcraft, pharmaceutica is is what's translated to drugs. Okay, yeah, pharmacia, pharmacia, yeah, uh, pharmaceutica. Sorry, pharmacia. So, um, so as we know, you know, like uh, in Galatians uh, five uh, sixteen uh, through twenty six, it mentions you know a whole list. Um, it says, "But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law." Now the works of the flesh are evident. You know, it mentions adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, and then sorcery. Um, if you take that and, and, you know, and translate it, it comes out to pharmaceutica or, or pharmacia. Sorry, I keep saying pharmaceutica. Uh, pharmacia, right? So um, you kind of see. Uh, and here's the thing. It's, it's kind of crazy because us as Christians, um, we you know, whatever is acceptable in society uh, becomes acceptable to us. Now, I personally, I, I drink caffeine, so don't get me wrong. But um, one question I have is, is, you know, is, is caffeine considered a drug? And yes, it is. Um, there's, you know, the effects of caffeine that you can have. Um, you know, you can have a feeling of alert and active, which, you know, that's the part we drink it for. But there's also... Uh, dizziness, excitability, anxiety, irritability, uh, higher body temperature, uh, you know, heartbeats faster. So what happens is every single church that, that I've been to has a coffee shop in there with no problems, right? Which, you know, and you can also overdose on caffeine as well and have tremors, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, diarrhea, you know, so that's all you know, side effects where you're just like, wow. And you can withdraw and have a headache if you don't have it. Yes. And anxiety is actually something of not of God, man. I think that's of the devil, you know? So mm -hmm. um, it's kind of tough. One time I went to my brother's house and people were drinking and, and they were asking me, Hey, do you want to, do you want some out? Do you want to drink? You know, I'm like, no, nah. um, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to drink. I'm good. I'm just drinking coffee. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking like, Hey, you know, cause you know, I'm, I'm saved now. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't really do that. Maybe like one would be fine, but I don't, I don't do that. You know? So, um, my brother was like, well, dude, you gotta be careful because coffee is also a stimulant and a drug. And it just hit me like, oh man, let me study this. And, and he's right. You know, mm -hmm. he's right. So if you're going to drop everything, you might as well drop it all, you know? So yeah, it's but. tough uh, with the coffee, uh, especially how we use it to get alert. But I think that if we did it the natural way, you know, if we did chew on the plant, that maybe it would just give us a steady feeling uh, 
because of what we have now, it's very concentrated, you know, and that's the thing with the pharmaceuticals as well, is that they are plants mashed up, mixed with chemicals, and then put in a pill form. Mm -hmm. uh, if you take out the chemicals and you take out the mashing of the plants and you just have the plant whole, like whatever those plants are that make up that uh, medicine, yeah, that's probably going to be the healing aspect and the side effects are going to be the chemicals that are in it. So, you know, it, when we can just do it naturally, then we can heal ourselves without the incredibly horrible side effects. And like coffee, like I said, even that it's concentrated. Someone else is using the grounds for us or they're, they're chemically altering it in a way. Yeah. But if we have the natural plants, I think that would be okay. It wouldn't be as detrimental to us. But yeah, yeah. like you said, the way we use it religiously in the mornings. Yeah. And it, it, that is a drug. And for me, especially we're in the Lent season right now, what I did when I was on my walk to God, well, you know, I'm still on it, but yeah. in the early stages, I was giving up things like every 40 days, every 30 days, I would give up something that I felt that I was being a, a, addicted to. So coffee was one of those things I gave up a few different times. And uh, every time it came back to me, it was more useful. Like I would drink it every single day and it wasn't doing anything i gave it up for 30 days then it had its effects on me again and it was and i calmed down i didn't drink it when i didn't need it but now i'm still you know i'm drinking a little too much so i'll probably give it a quick I'm like that too bro. weeks yeah i'm like that too especially when this this new uh our newborn baby comes it's gonna be oh yeah it's gonna be tough but um so um so something that's becoming popular is the microdosing um it's it's becoming really popular you know among, right. like i said among veterans um so what's happening is people are you know even if their their state is not saying you could do it they're they're just you know they're growing it or they're right. doing their own thing so it's kind of uh it, it gets kind of interesting um it's something that was so taboo you know at one time do you think that there's like a conspiracy out there that the that the government was trying to stop people from taking it because they were having spiritual awakenings or yeah. that they were kind of getting closer to God or closer to their creator or closer to, you know, whatever, whatever God that some people do try to get into, you know? Yeah. I Not think that, God, but. yeah, I think that there is, uh, it makes people more peaceful and understanding. It makes them okay with their life and where it's at. And they, they're not so frustrated and quick to anger and quick to be in their emotions. It does allow you to get, you know, I always say there's the four states of being. There's the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Well, if you can jump from being just a physical, like me, I was a physical caveman. If I can just jump from that to then now I'm acting in the spiritual way, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it's very eye-opening. And uh, it can be greatly beneficial for people, but there is this thing where you exit your body in order to go feel heavenly bliss by taking these medicines instead of doing the work to feel heavenly bliss in your physical body. Because once yeah. you come back, it's like sneaking into heaven. It's the back door to heaven. Yeah. And once you come back, then you have a hangover. Then, uh, I mean, it has a lasting effect that people have. I've had life altering trips yeah some people uh, do heroic, it's called heroic dose where they right so much now i have a, i have a confession i did take a fresh mushroom uh since i've been saved i did take it and um you know corinthians 10 31 says wherefore 
whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. So I took, I didn't take a heroic dose or anything. That's probably like not, you know, it was just one fresh mushroom. I took it, you know, my friend grew it. Um, I took it and I just wanted to see, you know, um, if I could get closer to God or if it does feel like I'm, I'm getting closer to God. I did it before, you know, and I was just like, uh, and I, I did mushrooms back when before I was saved and it's a whole different feeling. I was, I was totally, uh, at one time I had a, a, a good trip where everything was good. And then one time I had a bad trip where it was all bad and I was praying to God, like, please take me out of this, you know, um, uh, a long time ago, but I, I did take it and probably not enough to feel it, you know, but, um, yeah. I felt like my brain was like a filing cabinet and I was just like finding everything that was negative that I need to fix in my life. Yeah. And uh, not like I was having a bad anxiety problem, but I was just thinking like, there's so much stuff I need to fix so much stuff. I need to clean up so much stuff. I, I need to uh, fix. So it wasn't like a bad experience, to be honest. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like advocating for anybody to take it. You know, I just, I just wanted to say that, you know, it, it just, I did do it within the last, you know, four years, you know, or five years since I've been like totally saved and committed. Right. And, and, yeah. So it was just, it was just interesting. You know, I, I, it's not like I was having a bunch of visuals and like totally like out of my mind with no self-control, but it was just more of a body high. And, and my mind was just kind of saying, Hey, you need to fix this. You need like hyper-focused, hyper-focused. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it was, it was interesting, but um, I experienced rebirth. The, the first time I did mushrooms, I did a, a heroic dose. I did five grams of dried mushrooms and I've, experienced literally being born again i experienced the leaving the womb and it was when i was in the womb it was nothing but bright white light all around me and then i i was born back into this body and it was like oh my god i just experienced birth wow and it, it was incredible it really was like my moment of learning what spirituality was that you know it's what jesus said, talks about being born again so it can be greatly beneficial but i was also doing it in a setting in my house i was listening to and i know a lot of people don't like kanye and uh -huh. i don't like any of his stuff uh, now i don't listen to it rather not that i don't like it but i don't listen to it i don't follow yeah. his career but yeah i was listening to jesus is king yeah i had that album on and i did the heroic dose and I experienced birth and it was like, it was just incredible. Uh, so it really jumpstarted me onto the path of Jesus Christ. So it, they can be greatly beneficial for that reason. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I know that people, some people take it to, uh, to find, you know, everybody's chasing that spirituality and they're chasing that what we're, what we already have, I believe, you know, with God, you know, and, and with, with Jesus, I like, we already have mm -hmm. it. So I, I no longer need something that is not of, you know, that is, you know, that takes me out of this reality. I think like right. for me, like God is enough and Jesus is enough at this point. Um, I did experiment with it just to see, you know, Hey, and, and honestly, if you, I think, you know, it's a lot different when you like are older and, and you don't have all these weight on your shoulder. Like when you're young, like you're trying to find out what you want to do in life. You don't even know yeah. what you want to be back when I, when I was taking that, you know? So um, it's probably easier to have a bad trip because you have all this, 
you know, you don't know, know what you're going to do in life yet. So it was just different, you know, when I took it, um, you know, in, in these recent times, you know, but yeah, and it does, uh, like what you're saying with uh, not altering your state of consciousness, that was something that I quit smoking weed. And I'm sure a lot of listeners might uh, relate to this, is that I realized like, oh, I was, I've been altering my state of consciousness. Uh, but Jesus made me perfect why do I feel the need to do it? And then I started like looking into my own thoughts and actions and really questioning, why do I do this? And, and it was when I was doing parasite detoxes. And I realized like I was feeding the parasites in me, which are demons, you know, the physical representation of demons are parasites, and they can't have a connection with God. So they use me the host body in order to feel God, and they tricked me into smoking weed, into taking psychedelics, so that they could have the experience of being with God, because otherwise they don't get it. So it was a very eye-opening thing for me uh, when I asked myself the question of why do I feel the need to alter my consciousness instead of being perfect the way God made me? Yes, and and I also the way I I I, I try to think of things like I, I kind of learned this from uh, this pastor, Pastor Raul Reese. Is like I was going to ask the gentleman that was going to come on. <laughs> Let's say uh, Jesus did return, right? Jesus comes back, right? And he's like, um, he tells you, um, I'm going to visit every house in the United States and I'm going to be at your house in three days, you know, and you get, you're going to have time to clean up everything that you need to clean up and take everything out that you feel is, is not of God, right? And, and you're going to be forgiven, but, you know, so would, would somebody like, you know, leave their mushrooms and say, oh, I don't think we're good with that. Would someone leave their sack of weed? Would they be cool with that? You know, the things that they, they're doing at this very moment, uh, the pornography, obviously you're going to get rid of all that, right? You're not going to have any magazines or anything like that. So it's, there's some stuff that's obvious to people. I, I don't know if, you know, I would personally, I would get rid of every, all that stuff, you know? And uh, mm -hmm. some people would say, I would leave the mushrooms. They're natural. I think he would be okay with it. You know, yeah. I don't know. What, yeah, what do you I think? I agree with you. And the weird thing about mushrooms is that there's actually some uh, biologists, I think that would be the right uh, science, uh -huh. that have studied uh, mushrooms and think that they are not of this world, actually, that uh, they were somehow they came from space in, in some weird way that they're, uh, you know, I don't necessarily believe in outer space outside the firmament, but somehow these things are not necessarily of the earth. So while they are natural, they may not be here from God that something else might have brought them in here because it's a fungus and fungus fungi spread and fungi have their own uh, like interconnectedness that other plant life doesn't have. And it's just a very weird thing that they're their own entity unto themselves. Now it can have you have profound experiences and you can leave this body. But when you leave your body, you're also opening your body up to the possibility of something taking over your body, Yeah, which, which uh, a lot of people have talked about in different ways where someone had a near death experience. I forget who exactly, uh, but it's a very famous uh account of a guy having a near-death experience and he was hovering over his body and he looked down his body looked at him and like it was like mirroring him almost and it was like wow my friend had that same experience before 
Wow. Yeah. It's like, what, the, what's on, on my bed. body? He was laying on the bed like this face first. Like he threw up because he was like so sick from them. He, he was laying on the bed and then he could see himself from the bottom up as if the, you know what I mean? Like not from the top, looking at himself from right. the bottom. And he well. said he went all the way down to shield hell. And there was the one side that had good and one side that had evil. And he got taken by ship to the evil side. Right. So he's like thinking, you know what I mean? It's, it's such a crazy thing. But what, what I want to tell you about, you, you said it wasn't, you know, that's that he said it wasn't from earth. What some people uh, believe is that the manna uh, in the Bible in Exodus um, and guys, I'm not, I don't believe this. Okay. This is just, what it kind of goes along with what you're saying. Some people believe that the manna from heaven was psilocybin mushrooms. Right. So yeah, some people believe that, you know, yeah. um, in Exodus, let's see, where's, where's it at? Um, let's see Moses into the wilderness after six weeks wander. They began complaining to Moses that they're tired and hungry. What happens next is truly extraordinary. It says, uh, then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go on to gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in the law or no. And then the dew that lay was gone up. Behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing as small as the horror frost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said unto Another, it is manna, uh, for they wits not what it is. And Moses unto them, this is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat, right? So, well, it's interesting. It is that it's circle, it's round, and it comes up when the with the dew, right? So, um, this, you know, this this gentleman uh, wrote a whole entire article about it that he feels that it was delivered from God too, you know, and and when once they took it uh they felt like they were god's chosen people right <laughs> so wow. it's just uh i just thought it was an interesting take it's not something that i'm saying you know i, I don't have proof and, well, I'm and not, you're supposed and to fast you're supposed to fast before doing so before i would do my when i was in that stage of doing psychedelics i would fast for 20 hours or so beforehand and so i would end up being like 24 to 28 hours of not eating anything and I would be not hungry. Like I could, I would be fine exactly, you know, be, after my trip in order to come down, I would eat food and it would help me come down. But uh, I didn't need to eat anything. It wasn't until I started eating something that then I became hungry again. So that's a very interesting thing. But I know that a lot of uh, people have broken down the Bible to make it seem like there's different yeah. psychedelics in different spots. Like when Moses talked to the burning bush, they're like, Oh, yeah. that was DMT. He was smoking yes. DMT. Yes. Yes. So what they, what, and, and what the, this is the part that I was going to bring up too. That's a good point. Um, who is pushing this type of stuff? You know, that, that'd be like the Joe Rogan um, right. and, and no offense to Joe Rogan. He's a great, I mean, he's one of the best podcasters and, you know, and he's also uh, very good at what he does, you know? Um, but you know, those type of gentlemen are pushing it which, who are against uh, Jesus completely, oh, oh, completely. So what they're trying to do is make it seem like they're just trying to discredit the Bible. Like he's not actually talking to God. He's just talking, you know, so that, that I do believe they're trying to discredit it. And, and this right. gentleman here, uh, that wrote this article, I mean, I, I'm not a hundred percent whether he's Christian or not. You know, I think that he's maybe just trying to show like, Hey, even the Bible's good with the guys. See, 
but there, he did have some great points on it. You know, uh, it also said that that manna was uh, on the Ark of the Covenant. That's another thing that it, that it says in Joshua. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I don't, I don't know what uh, people, you know, what the normal um, interpretation of the manna is. You know, I, I don't know. I just always thought I don't know what manna. I think the to me, I I thought that the manna was the breath of life. They they were like ingesting more oxygen. But yeah, I didn't know it was described the way that uh, you described it. They're coming up with the dew being being round and. That's interesting. It is. It is, you know, and um, let me see. I think it's uh, Hebrews 9.4 after the second veil. It talks about, is that Hebrews? I got to make sure because I, I don't want to quote just the article. Um, it says, see, small eaten. It says something about turning to Hebrews 9 verses 3 through 4. We find, and after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer of the Ark of Covenant overlaid round uh, about with gold, wearing the golden pot with that had manna. So that's what it says, man. And, and you know, I'm not going to reach. I think maybe some people reach. Who knows? You know, but. Yeah. Well, and it could manna could have multiple meanings. We know that uh, the Hebrew language only had 7000 words and yeah. one word, depending on the context gets written or gets uh, translated into many different words, English words. So the word manna, what we're saying may mean something completely different than, uh, than another word manna that we're using. So yeah. it just, it could work out that way. Yeah. And, uh, that's just an interpretation. So who yeah. knows? Um, and have you ever heard about the, uh, I, I forget who it is, but there's uh, a couple of different people who interpret that Paul his entire encounter with Jesus was only through the Anamita uh, muscari. I forget exactly what it's called, but the the red mushroom with the white dots on it. Okay. Uh, have you I ever heard that? I have. Okay. Yes. So there's a couple different people who think or have interpreted it. I don't want to say they think that they have used their own interpretation to say that Paul's encounter with Jesus Christ all happened in the psychedelic space that you go to when you take mushrooms that he was blind because he ate the mushrooms he ate so many mushrooms that he couldn't see anything because his head was in the psychedelic realm and that's why he was kind of debating versus uh the other uh, disciples that were writing and why he didn't agree with the disciples that they were going back and forth his letters were trying to correct because the disciples were leading people astray in the wrong way. And to me, that's just an interpretation. Yeah. I, that's someone who hasn't experienced the Lord in front of their face that has done incredible things. They think that that's impossible, that he had to take a substance yeah. in order to get it. But I think that from what I've experienced, Jesus could make you blind, lead you somewhere three days later, give you your sight back. I think that's very real. But Paul was very much in touch with Jesus Christ versus the disciples. Once Jesus left them physically, then it was they were left to fend for themselves and they were so reliant on the physical person that they didn't quite understand when Paul was walking with Christ. He had him with him well, in the spiritual the, sense. Now, if you if you think about it, like Peter, like if you read Acts, you're going to see that Peter has, you know, they have the Holy Spirit, bro and uh that's oh, definitely and that's like a, it's a whole different ball game man when um 
when they once they felt because Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to leave you my Holy Spirit. Right. Um, right. So the Holy Spirit came in and that's, you know, so Paul, uh, you got to think about Paul, man, Paul, uh, you know, he was, he, he was a murderer of Christians. He was there when Stephen died, he was straight slaughtering Christians. But like the way that that gentleman was, he was like 150 or nothing. Like once when he was a Jew, uh, or he was Jewish, like he, he was, um, he was 150. He was like, like a pharisee like he's pushing and put he'll kill this he'll kill christians he'll do right. this um so he needed that experience for him that to slingshot fully convert because he's he's like the type that's 150 or nothing so i think that jesus jesus knew and god right. knew that he would be a great warrior for them but they needed to do something extreme you know where he right. he just like he, he had to be humbled like totally humbled and then he'd come back and be uh you know right you know a third of the new Testament or so. I don't know what the, what the number is. He, he wrote a lot of the new Testament. So half, um, yeah, 14 so out of 29. Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, and he used to, he used to practice, he used to be uh, writing with Luke and Luke was a physician. So, you know, Paul was an educated man and uh, he was, he He's was the most learned the, man. He was for the Gentiles, which is, which is, which is us, you know? So yeah. Um, I personally think that, uh, <clears throat> I think that, uh, I, I think that they would just that that God would just reveal it, you know, if that if that was true, you know, like um, if God needed uh, <clears throat> if God needed you to take uh, mushrooms to 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 you know to, uh, to to experience Him and everything, I think that God would just probably just reveal it to us, you know. Yeah, um, well, I couldn't really find it in the Bible at all, where it's where it says it's you know it's okay and you know take this uh, you know and then then you could become spiritual and and meet right. me in heaven. Now Paul did go to the third heaven too, bro. Um, I don't know if you, if you, if you knew that, like in the, in the Bible, yeah. he goes to the third heaven and he said, I don't know if I was in my body or not is what he said. Um, so, uh, I, th I thought that was interesting. He went to the third heaven and, uh, he didn't tell us what he, what he, what he, what he knew. He yeah. also had a thorn in his side, bro. Uh, Paul had a thorn and there's, there's a verse that I went over on that, um, on the, on the last podcast we did where he was talking about uh, struggling with an addiction, you know, mm. basically. Um, so I, I don't know what that is either. And, and he doesn't, he doesn't tell us what it is, which is okay because whatever you have going is between you and God. Sometimes you don't need to, to, uh, you know, tell, you know, it's good to talk to your brothers. Don't, don't get me wrong, but um, you know, some of that spiritual strongholds is, um, is between you and God. So I don't, I don't know, man. Paul, Paul's an interesting character. You can have a whole podcast on, on, you know, a whole, you know, probably 10 shows on, on that gentleman. Yeah. I, I never heard that though, the, that he took mushrooms, but uh, people that are for the mushrooms and for DMT and all that stuff, I think that they, they would be more keen to that's, that's what happened, you know? Right. I, I when you're trying to debunk the Bible, you know, you'll gra grasp onto anything and anytime you get to interpret it your own way, you'll, you'll just do that. So, I mean, it, like you said, Paul's a very interesting character, but it's that slingshot effect. You know, for me, someone who was in prison, who was a drug addict, who had sexual trauma, who had, I, I mean, just a litany of different things wrong with him. Now it's that slingshot effect. Jesus used all that for me to now preach the word of Jesus, even going through my psychedelic experiences, going through my spiritual experiences, being psychic uh, all of a sudden and also being in the QAnon and, and Trump thing, like wow. he puts me in those places so that I understand them and I get a grasp of it. And then I see the deception 
and that I can then teach people how to not be deceived. That is kind of what he's leading me to when whenever I get into anything. So when I realized that I was in this psychedelic, I don't want to say trance, but in this uh, period of, you know, three months or whatever, when I was doing all these different psychedelics, because I was trying everything out there because I wanted I was seeking God, I wanted to get closer to God. I had these amazing experiences. And I was like, Okay, I need more I need more. So every weekend for uh, maybe like two months, I was doing different things. Uh, so when I'm com talking about this, you know, to the audience, I want you guys all to understand I've done 2CB, I've done 4ACO DMT, I've done DMT, I've done ayahuasca, I've done mushrooms, I've done uh, San Pedro cactus, I've done LSD, I have ran the gamut of things you could do and more things that I, I forget about now, but I did like probably 10 different types of things um and more than you know in that person. little bit of space so <laughs> yeah. when i now experience is like we were saying with giving up the coffee every time i start getting closer to god you know because in the beginning of my awakening when jesus saved me just last year i was still smoking weed i was still doing different things and then i it would be too much for me i would get too high like i said i became psychic all of a sudden and then i was like in the spirit world when i would take a, a puff of weed so i put that down because i was like okay that's too much and then i got closer to god yeah. and so every time i put something down that i thought that was keeping me close to god i put it down and he showed me that i become closer to him as I ground myself, which is why I end my podcast every episode, I ask the guest, you know, what's your go to grounding technique, because I want to keep myself free from doing anything that is going to take me out of my body. And I want to teach all of the audience out there that you don't have to participate in taking substances. Uh, you don't have to alter your state of consciousness in order to become one with God, all you have to do is evaluate what you're doing, and ask God for guidance. If you do that, always, then you, you're never going to be led astray. Like psychics say the best psychics are only 70% correct. Well, every time I listen to Jesus, I'm 100% correct. So, uh, you know, 70% is a lot lower than 100. Yeah. Uh, so, there's a few verses like you were talking about, uh, Proverbs 25, 28, a man without self-control is like a city broken and left without walls. Um, second Timothy one, seven for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Um, you know, there's tons of verses I could bring up about, you know, self-control and what happens is you, you, you take these, uh, these doses and you take the, you start taking stuff and, and your self-control goes out the window, you know, and you um, deny the flesh. Yeah. You got to deny the flesh, man. We just had a, a, a whole podcast on uh, people being addicted and, and all this stuff, you know, addictions and I, me too, man. I, I went through addiction. I went through all that dude. And, and um, I, uh, now that I'm, you know, clear minded and clear headed bro. And I can go outside and, and I could just hear the birds sing or, I could go outside and just look up to the sky, you know, and it just, just say, thank you, Lord, for this day. It's, it's, it's beautiful, man. Just to have a normal life, bro. Gosh, it's such chaos. And, you know, and, and there's no, there's no peace when you're, when you're going, when you're doing all that, you know, you have no peace and, and no right. joy. The true joy, man, is not like the temporal, you know, 
the true joy is 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 being with God, uh, fellowshipping with your with your with your brothers um, in Christ, and um, fellowshipping, or even being able to just hang out and eat eat dinner with your family with no worries, no on your shoulder, on your back. Uh, right. Fear is is definitely of of the devil. Um, anxiety is definitely of the devil. Depression is of the devil. Man, you got you got a you got a, a demon uh coming on you and i think what happens too with these with the psychedelics too is you do open up the spirit world and and like you said you can have it's almost like the holy spirit just says hey you're on your own for a little bit while you take those i think you know so you let that that you take that defense and you you just let it you, you open the floodgates basically so i do think that that's why people have bad trips you know and and oh um, yeah well, that's what happened with me. I had, so like I said, when I was doing all these different things, I was listening to Jesus as King by Kanye first, which is only a half hour. And then I would listen to other things like Travis Scott was something that, oh, and man, it bro. was like, oh, it was fun. It was a good time. And then all of a sudden, the last time I did them, what happened was uh, this veil came over me and it was one side was blue. The other side was black. And that's all I saw. And it was, I just knew, make a choice. And the, so when that happened, it was, I played the Kanye album and it was a beautiful experience. Then I put on the Travis Scott and at the first song, that's what happened. It was so terrifying. I turned it off and then it was blue and it was black. It was like, make a choice. I chose blue. I put the Kanye music back on. I, I stopped doing psychedelics. I stopped listening to Travis Scott, Lil Wayne, Eminem, oh, all that. I dropped it yeah. in that moment. And uh, it was because I was being demonically uh, opened up to things. It's like, like you said, it's almost like we go shoot into outer space. Say there's all these different aliens. We'll just use this term uh -huh. aliens all around the place, just floating around in outer space. And you take psychedelics, you go out there with them. Now they see you and they're like, Oh, let's go. Hey. Down to your body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're interacting <laughs> with you in the astral world and uh... keeping you distracted so that, the, firstly you know if someone's trying to rob you right if someone's trying to steal money from you there's going to be people who pickpocket you there's going to be people who uh beat you up and take your purse and there's going to be some people who deceive you become your friend get you to trust them and then they you get you to marry them and then they steal your whole inheritance and then you have nothing right yeah. who gets more money who's doing who's more slick the one who befriends you or yeah. the one who comes up and beats you up that's what these things do they pretend to be angels of light so that they can get more from you they keep you distracted they keep you away from the truth mm, and yep. just like a a farmer will heal or help heal his cattle that has a broken leg not because it's the right thing to do but because that farmer needs that milk that the cattle provides yeah so these things will help you heal and they will then uh, do that so that they are teaching you the false light so that you can teach the false light. Yeah. And it's also uh, because like these things, they don't want to help you. They want to take over you. And uh, they're just like that farmer just wants the milk. They just want you. They just want to siphon off the extra uh, energy that you're giving up to them when you do these different things. So yeah. it's a whole big game for them. And you have to be very careful and not 
fall into the traps of being deceived because it's so easy. And especially when you have your own unique experience and you're like, Oh, these guys, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, we've been there. We've know what we're talking about. We've both been saved by Jesus. And we're both here saying, you know, after doing psychedelics, after being saved by Jesus, the thing that you need is Jesus in your life. You don't need to take psychedelics every day. That's just going to keep you further away from the truth. It's going to keep you further out of your body. And it's the same as you're to just play video games, VR all day. Yeah. It, that's the, the metaverse. same thing as sorcery. Yeah. They're just yeah. trying to get you into outer space, hyperspace, and they're trying to take over your physical body. It's a very real phenomena. And people who haven't experienced it think that it's not real because they haven't experienced it. But that there's so many others that have experienced it that there is definitely validity to it. Yes. And uh, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen 14 says, and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So that's very true. And they're going to try to, um, that's the way, that's the way they're going to try to work, man. And uh, there's, you know, there's demons for all sorts of different things, man, like homosexual demons, uh, lust, uh, you know, also, like he said, man, there's, there's some that are very devious and deceitful where they, you think, a lot of people you, you talk to that, that maybe gets into uh, psychedelics or DMT, they're looking for spirituality, they're, they're looking for that, and they feel like they're finding it, and they're like really enjoying it, and they're feeling like they're getting close to their God, but in, 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 in terms, uh, it's, it's, I mean, in this world, as we know as Christians, man, it's, it's God versus the devil. It's not God versus Apollo versus Osiris versus all these different uh, uh, deities. It's God versus the devil, and he has fallen angels, and he has demons, and they're all doing the work. Uh, those those names like Osiris, Apollo, and and uh, Minerva, and all those are just uh, demons or deities that that you know that they're they're not gods. You know, even though people right. call them gods and worship them, but the one true God, as we know, is God. You know, uh, uh, you know the God of the Bible, man, um, and right. Jesus Christ. So. It's just kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting how it works. Now, um, like I said, I think on a minor uh, dosage, like, you know, small dosage level to, to help you through certain things like anxiety or depression, or they also said that it actually helps with addiction as well, you know, right. and uh, maybe on a small dose level, naturally taking it, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know how, if you took a really small dose of how it affects your mind or your body. I don't know. Well, if it, I've microdosed as well. It doesn't oh, do. Have? Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't do too much to you. You have to be careful on how you do it. Uh, it'll help you see things in a more vivid way. But again, that's still escaping, you know, it's not being comfortable in your own consciousness. Okay. So it's still doing it, man. Yeah. So all right. So I, I think my conclusion to this one would, would be that um, God is enough, man. And Jesus is enough. Yeah. We found him. So we don't need uh, that extra umph. You know, we don't we don't need it. We're not we're not like that. Right. We're not that struggling Paul anymore that our, our Saul at the time was his name where we're, we're killing and we got PTSD from murdering Christians. And well, we, we don't need that wham slap in the face like Jesus did with Paul. You know, right. we don't Some need people. That. Yeah, some people may be at their walk where they need to feel that there's more to life and they may need to feel that heavenly bliss. And that may be something that they go down, but you have to just be careful. You have to be 
understanding that it is not just uh, as someone who is pushing ayahuasca, a shaman, uh, an American that moves to the jungle, who's telling you ayahuasca is the answer to everything. You have <laughs> to just be careful that that person may not be of your best interest. Like the word Raphael, right? That's the healer of God. Anything ending in L E L means of God, but there's also Raphaim, which ends in I am, which is a big statement that the new age people say the I am God, right? When you yeah. take, when you take psychedelics, you feel like, Oh, I am everything. I am the creator of all of this. I am oh, God. Man. Well, Rafa, I am means the healer of the I am, which yeah. it's not just Raphaim, but it's Nephilim. There's uh, Anakim. There's so many things that are evil in the Bible, so many different races of beings that end in the I am. And that is the major statement that the New Age people push. And the same people who push that are, are the uh, psychedelics also push the I am God yes. doing the sorcery and the magic. But it's we are and Jesus, some people say Jesus said in the Bible, uh, ye are gods. Well, he he was saying we are a piece of God. We are of God, but we yeah. are not completely God. Jesus was completely God and completely human, yeah. while we are human who have God within us. It's a very different thing. And when you try to say, oh, it's all the same by using your own interpretation, then you're perverting things in order to make yourself feel good of your own understandings instead of having an objective view of how the truth actually is. You want to make it subjective so that you can be okay with doing whatever sin that you're doing because you yeah. don't want to stop sinning. Yep. That's, that's, that's the, but the bottom line, basically. Yeah, for sure. And, and Satan, as you see in the Bible, he says that he wants to be like God. He wants to be, you know, at the highest mountain, like God. Um, right. The whole bottom line of Freemasonry and, you know, Luciferian doctrine is, is all about trying to be God's uh, the Mormons. You know, if you look into their religion, uh, he was a 33 degree Mason, Joseph Smith, and it, he, you're going to have your own planet and be a God of that planet. You know, it is all about like trying to be God, you know, and we were made in God's image. Right. Um, but we're all sons of Adam. Right. We're all sons of man. We're, we're not. We're not angels. We're not sons of God, right? We, we are God's children, um, but technically we're sons of Adam, you know? So when people try to say, you know, we're, we're gods and you could be a God, all you got to do is this positive affirmation. And you got to, you just got to be careful with that. And the new age movement too, we're, we'll uh, try to have, we'll hit on a, a episode of the new age movement and, and how they're trying to contort uh, Christianity and, and, and uh, they're getting some people to come over because, for some reason, man, people are, are on, under such trances right now, man. It's uh, it's sad, but yeah. even Christians are just uh, they're you know they're they're stuck in the trance too, man. Um, you know it's it's crazy. Even some pastors, you know, it's 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 crazy, man. Right. Well, it's interesting when when people they're indoctrinated into it rather than being saved by it. You know, like you and I have been in it by being saved by it, so now we've come to it. But those who start out in it and see the deception in it and see that it's very limited, like even like we talk about conspiracies, like that's not in the Bible necessarily. So when we start to look at the giants that are in the Bible that are ignored, people start to wander outside of that. And they're like, oh, this sounds good. This sounds close. They're manipulating Jesus's words to fit their narrative. And OK, I just know that there's more so that I fall into it. 
but you have to really just uh, understand that there is a clear difference in the whole psychedelic new age spirituality thing versus what Jesus was saying. And they manipulate Jesus's teachings because they don't use all of his teachings. They only use the certain one, just like astrotheology. They take certain lines that they can use to benefit them. Whereas they don't use the whole thing. Like astrotheology can work on some of the, uh, uh, or even most of the lines, you know, or we're not going to say that it, it can't work, yeah. but then there's a lot of lines that it doesn't fit at all for. And so what are those, you know, if it's only about astrotheology. So if, if when people do that, when they pick and choose and they don't actually believe in Jesus, well, why are they even using Jesus's name? You know, you, you don't believe in him. You just think he was some man that he was just one of many. Why, why aren't you using Buddhist teachings? Why are you using Krishna? Why aren't you using Dionysius? Why aren't you using Pythagoras? No, you're using Jesus because all of those beings that were pretending to be Jesus stopped coming to earth when Jesus came. Yeah. As simple as that. And why did they stop? Because Jesus was the actual one and they were not. Yeah. Very true, man. Great point. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty good on my notes, man. I think I, I've, I've covered what I wanted to cover. Uh, anything that you wanted to, to bring up besides that? I think. Uh, yeah, so the one last point is that a lot of people will say that uh, Jesus was using cannabis or cannabis was one of the uh, oils that was put on him in the uh-huh. Bible at different parts. Uh, they talk about uh, that some people have broken down the Bible to say, that it's cannabis is one of the, the oils uh, and it may be, yeah. but it's also when you look into Gnosticism, they're, uh, they call the God of this earth as Yaldabaoth and Yaldabaoth is, so he's the twisted serpent with a lion head. And in Egypt, he was called Canubis uh, with a K, which translates to cannabis in english so when you realize that smoking weed is actually something that gets to a rastafarianism and narcissism that's where those two things meet like that the cannabis maybe cannabis oil was put on him to for whatever reason but it's not telling you to alter your state of consciousness But again, wherever you are, Jesus will come to you and he'll walk you through all of your decisions. But we can't manipulate the Bible to say what we want it to say. And yes, books have been taken out. Books have been altered. You know, we don't know when it was written and all that. All that could be manipulated. But what we have is the basic instructions that you actually need in life. You have the basics right there in front of you. And you have to use the Bible to interpret itself rather than interpret it to fit your mold. And, yeah. Yeah. Your narrative. your narrative. Yeah. And that happens a lot. You know, um, it yeah. definitely happens a lot. Uh, we just talked about last night about um, Freemason and Illuminati uh, infiltration into church doctrine and on the pulpit too. So it was kind of like, but I believe personally, man, this is just what, what I believe about the Bible. I, I do believe. I think there was just one section. I think it's in John first John where it says, uh, uh, God, the word and the flesh are one. That's, I think, uh, as far as, I mean, I've listened to like debate after debate after debate about the Bible, uh, and between Muslims, Christians, 
Mormons, uh, Christians, uh, Trinity debates, all these different debates. It's something I recommend to our listeners. If you want to get like the, the meat and, um, they, they, there's people that, that know Hebrew, that know Greek and, uh, the Septuagint, they know, they know Hebrew, they, they read through it. And, um, I don't believe that, uh, that the Bible was altered besides a few little things where they added that, like that part I know was added for sure, but, we do have people now that know Hebrew and know Greek and they read, they read the original Hebrew, they read the Greek. And, and um, I mean, if, if a lot of it was altered from the original, I think that by now we would probably know, I would think, you know, um, but obviously it's, you know, there's some, some people um, would still say, you know, there's, I just believe it was from the Holy spirit. And I believe that everything we have is, is there. Um, now, as far as stuff getting taken out, like the book of Enoch, I mean, I'm, I'm finding more and more, man, like, uh, that, 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 that is taken out, you know, and, and it, cause it goes against the Catholic doctrine in some ways. And it talks, yeah. and then the Jews took it out because, cause it mentioned Jesus, you know, uh, I got the so, whole Apocrypha back here, but even that that's only 14 <laughs> books. There's so many more that we yeah. know we're taking out. So, yeah. So first of all, guys, I think we should concentrate on the Bible that we have find out it, you know, get everything you can out of that. Um, the whole message obviously was God, uh, bringing his son, Jesus Christ into this world to die for our sins. Cause we could never meet the law. Uh, he died, rose again after three days. Uh, we need to be born again. The whole message is all there. It's a complete package, I think, but I know these other books just reveal stuff to you. That is, um, that is, that is interesting. Uh, another book of Jasher, uh, the book of Enoch, it's just a lot of that stuff uh, is there too, man. So, yeah. you know, you'll read a thing or, uh, you know, different novels and you'll read all these different things. You might as well, you know, put that into your, uh, you know, in your, in your arsenal, you know? Right. Uh, so I, I don't like people ask me, have you read this book or have you read that? I'm like, I'm just reading the Bible. Like I'm trying to still get that down. I, I don't, I don't really care about, you know, what this person has to say in their book or whatever. I'm trying to just, get the bible down first you know so so much to it you know we could study it all day long and it takes experience to have the revelation so someone who's just starting out you know if you're reading the bible and it doesn't speak to you kind of look into other people and listen to them go to the bible project on youtube watch that have them break it down you have to get into the mindset and the understanding of who was writing it, why they were writing it, what things were going on at that time period and, and the things that led to that time period. You know, it's a whole new thing when you think that God was just murdering people in the old Testament because he's a tyrant versus, Oh, there was another race of beings here that weren't supposed to be here. And God, they were killing us, God's creation. And God wanted us to defend ourselves and defend our brothers and sisters by taking them out well now it's a whole new game you know tainted dna you know like that that it is a whole different game and that that's very true like genesis 6 kind of once once you actually find that uh in in, you know in the way that we we believe it it's it does change things and some people are turned off by uh the, the old testament and they think that the old testament god is different than jesus jesus is forgiving he's loving he's this the old testament god was like this but that's because they don't read the Old Testament. They don't read the whole entire Bible. They're just basing it upon 
all their New Testament teachings and then they just stop there, you know, but as you, you have to build the foundation and keep reading the right. Old Testament to learn why we even needed Jesus in the first place and to appreciate what God did and to understand why he did it. So right, yeah, like I, I definitely- Moses was a Jew who was in the Egyptians and when he realized he was a Jew, it was, oh, he was put there so he could lead his people away. He learned all the ways of the Egyptians so that he could then use their knowledge against them and have the understanding that he was a Jew and he was of a different breed of a different race of being than what the Egyptians were like the Egyptians they, with the elongated skulls. They sometimes they say that it looks like, Oh, some skulls were uh, broken and formed that way that they would put like a stick and tape it essentially uh-huh. around the head. Well, that probably happened to Moses because he didn't have a cone head. He had a human he was a human. So that probably happened to get him to be looking like one of the Egyptians. He could have been the first one to wear that Pope looking hat, you know, the cone head because they wanted to hide him and make him look like he was one of the Egyptians. So that's, there's a lot of different things that go into the understandings. And when you see that the Jewish people were the race of Adam when we say Jewish, maybe Hebrew or Israelites more appropriate. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah. (laughs) They were a different race of people than the Gentiles and all the other, there's, I think six or seven different uh, races that are mentioned. So it's a whole different thing and you can't just uh, switch around the puzzle pieces to fit the the puzzle you want to make. You have to make God's puzzle that's there and you have to, slowly but surely work these pieces in and they fit exactly perfect when you do it in the way that it's exactly was meant to be looked at yeah for sure i agree well um we're, we're about in we're about to an hour now uh right. so i think it was great man thank you for coming on Absolutely. uh Jor- jordan if you hear this podcast bro um we'll 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 we'll, we'll have you on for something different you know maybe exposing some elites or something crazy like that but um Thank you so much for coming on, brother. I appreciate you. It's always it's always an honor to have you on. And um, if you want to shout out your, your your YouTube and everything and your Instagram, so people can um, can know where to follow you, bro. Yeah. So you guys can go to uh, Godcast the Goodness Over Darkness podcast on any audio platform on YouTube. It's Goodness Over Dark at Emmanuel Kingman, and uh, I. Th- and everything else is on my website, emmanuelkingman.com. You can find all of my my Twitter, my Facebook, everything that I have going on, you can find over on my website, emmanuelkingman.com. Perfect. All right, we'll end this in prayer. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this time. Uh, Lord, we are uh, not trying to deceive anybody. Uh, all we're trying to do is just open some eyes to uh, what's coming down the pipe. You know, uh, I believe that uh, the world is about to make, uh, or our, our states are about to make uh, mushrooms uh, legal. So I just wanted to give some awareness, Lord. So uh, anybody out there that's struggling with addiction or struggling with PTSD or depression or anxiety, Lord, we just ask that you heal them uh, your way, uh, not the pharmaceutical way or the way that people think they're supposed to be healed, Lord. So if you could please just heal them, all the military members uh, or anybody that has just dealt with the, you know, gang banging or whatever uh, type of PTSD, Lord, I just ask in Jesus' name that you heal him. Thank you so much for this time, Lord. We appreciate everything you do for us. And thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
All right, brother. I think that was a, you know, a great show. I appreciate it. Everybody that's listening. Uh, we appreciate you. And if you could subscribe, like share, comment, and leave us a five-star review on Apple. Thank you so much, guys. We love you and appreciate you.